1: Bye. Bye. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. And welcome back to another unit makeover. La 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 la. Hooray! These are my favorite. I know. I love a good makeover. I've always loved a good makeover. Like, since like, well, I wasn't allowed to read Cosmo when I was younger, but I was no. making- oh gosh, no. And I'm like for good reason. Like thinking back, I'm like, yeah, no, that was a good call. Uh, but like Teen Vogue or teen magazine and it was always like makeover time but all it was was like lip gloss yes okay, yeah like a new shade of lip gloss yes
0: yeah the makeovers were huge but so were the the pull
1: out posters oh gosh right jonathan taylor thomas jtt jtt was all over my ro- the back of my door <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, a good like what happened to posters kids these days
1: Kids these days, that's all on their their devices and their phones. Yeah, I don't. Even, do kids even read magazines? I don't think so. I don't know what happened to magazines? Yeah, let's talk about that. talk about. Although it is much. Yeah, I was just gonna say, talk about way less waste <laughs> that we don't have printed magazines all over the place. Oh, man. But man, I could get behind a good collage before a makeover. Like, oh yeah, that's like the best montage of like a '90s teen movie.
0: Which may or may not be like the perfect segue into what we do with unit makeover, right? Because a unit makeover at Brand New Teaching
1: begins with a vision board. And this is exactly where it comes from. Like it has to be that like pop culture has informed the way that we plan. Are, no, I'm going, I'm reaching now. I'm reaching. But today, <laughs> listeners and friends, we are going to be doing a little makeover on a unit that I have taught one time and one time only, which is a pretty good place to be. And it uses the text text. Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, and it uses both the book and the film. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit more in a minute. But I have taught this unit one time because it's part of a brand new course, but it has like little pieces of other things that I've done before kind of all stuck together. And so it's like, A good time to take a look at it. And there's some because it was a brand new unit and a brand new course, I did not get to finish everything. And so some of it was like by the seat of my pants teaching that Amanda and I are going to kind of crack open and see if we can make it a little bit more organized today with a little makeover. And just so those of you guys
0: who are listening are in the loop, we have a bunch of these types of episodes. Marie and I are trying to record every few weeks or so a different unit makeover. So we've already done one at this point, and hopefully by the time you're listening to it, we'll have many, many, many more to share. Um, but you can go to the show notes and find the list of additional unit makeover type episodes, and kind of hear Marie and I go through the same process but with different types of units. So even if you're not teaching just mercy or it's not on your you know your agenda that's okay. Because part of this episode is going to be a big part of this episode is going to be the process and like sitting with us through thinking it out. And the
1: text, the text is the text, right? The process is way more important than what you're going to learn from. Absolutely. And while we are at it here, we want to make sure that you know, in case we haven't already told you or you haven't heard in a previous episode that we have the entire process we're going through today is a free challenge that we have for you. It's called the unit makeover challenge. And we really detailed step-by-step instructions to walk you through in your own time, a unit makeover, whatever state your unit is, whether it is like you're starting from scratch, it's it's better to have something. Or if you've got like a prescribed curriculum that you're like, I just want to make this sound and feel a little bit better. And you want to take a chunk of a unit, we've got the process for you absolutely for free. It's just delivered to your inbox once you sign up. So head to the show notes for that. The other thing that we need to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode is that we have a workshop coming your way starting at the very beginning of October. I think it's October 3rd, isn't it? Am I, am I misquoting myself? If you're no. listening in real time, October 3rd, 2022 is going to be the first day of our Biography and Memoir, Teaching Biography and Memoir virtual workshop. So if you've been around here for a while, we were calling these festivals and we've kind of, we're changing our words a little bit because it's more of a workshop. It's going to be five days of content. We are really, really excited. All about teaching nonfiction, but specifically biography and memoir. And this unit that we are talking about today will absolutely be a part of it more in depth once we get into the actual content of the workshop itself. So head to the show notes to get some more information about that and get yourself registered. (sighs) I think we've taken care of all of our housekeeping and business. Haven't we? I think it's time. It's time to cue the music.
0: You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we
1: are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com
0: to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes.
1: We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Okay, as we are jumping into this unit makeover, I think I need to give you all, and maybe even Amanda, depending if I've talked to her about this before or not, I can't remember, a little bit of context. So the course that the unit is that we are talking about is an ethnic literature course. It is the one that I've talked about on the podcast before, where I got to be on a team of teachers in my district from like, we have five high schools in our K-12 district, and we planned and put together a brand new course called ethnic literature for intended for seniors. This unit that we're talking about today uses Just Mercy as it's like central text. However, it is not about Just Mercy, because that's not how we roll here at New Teaching. It is about systems and systems of power within a society. So I feel like it's number four of a five-unit course that takes place over two quarters. So I feel like I should give a little bit of like, here's where we're going to get there, and then we'll just jump in. Or I don't know, what do you think, Amanda? How do do you want to do this? No, context is good. Context is important. Okay, more context here is key. Okay, so the first three units of this course are the first quarter, and they are identity, power, and uh, language and communication of oppression. So with identity, we really just do a lot of reflection and introspection and like, who am I? How do I know who I am? What are the parts of me that I claim is my own identity? How does the rest of the world see me? That leads us into power. And like, we kind of look at the relationship, not kind of, we look at the relationship between identity and power and like our own intrinsic power, extrinsic power, like all sorts of power dynamics. And then that third unit in the first quarter is looking at power dynamics, identity, the relationship between power and identity, and then how language and communication start to play a role. And that's where like oppression comes in because it's kind of the difference between power being taken, power being given, and how that's communicated is the language and communication of oppression. It's a lot. It's big. It's very... Fascinating for kids, and it's really fun to teach. Then this unit that we're talking about today comes in, and that's looking at systems of power. So it's looking beyond the like kind of smaller relational things that we're talking. Well, in the oppression unit, we start to get a little bit bigger and like broaden the scope and perspective from um, like interpersonal relationships to a little bit like larger community and societal groups. And that's when we start getting into systems and systems of power and that is where just mercy plays a role because it is about it is stories having to do with our criminal justice system yeah that is the long and short of the context I tried to go as fast as I could so
0: I think that listeners would be interested to hear in the first step so like in this is a unit makeover and Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fresh one right like so you're you're not too far from the original, do you have a vision board or like the sketches of a vision board from when you first started that you could, either amend, adjust, or refer back to? Because that's where I would lead pretty much everybody to start with is, you know, either revisiting one you've already made or like, I didn't
1: actually do this. Like, maybe I should start there. Have you done any of that? Um, My vision board is mostly in the like, it's in my head. It's in this and it's in my classroom, which is locked to me. And right now it's summer as we're recording, but I can describe it to you. Let's hear it. Because I did it on physical paper. Let's hear it. Because I went old school. So the vision board for this one is uh, and if you actually, friends listening, if you missed our first unit makeover episode where we made over a fairy tale unit, like we were talking about short stories and I was talking about fairy tales, you can hear this process in a whole nother unit as well, having to do with fiction. Here we're all nonfiction. So okay, systems of power unit. It's bold colors, but like deep dark colors, like deep navy, charcoal, heavy. Think Heavy, right?
0: Well, because we're yeah. talking
1: about power and we're talking about heavy topics, but we're also talking about like real power in people's lives. Clean lines, like a lot of sharp angles, like a really like the font that I think of is really block, but like clean. There's no like little tails on stuff like that. Columns and things that, that allude to the nation's capital and like Greek and Roman style columns, right? That that look at a lot of our DC buildings that were modeled after Greek columns. Uh, let's see. What else do I have in there? Libraries, actually, <laughs> like large sums of books. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in that, and it's it's um it's pretty deep and dark and heavy. And I know I've already said that before, but that's the feel and the tone.
0: So my other question for you would be then, in terms of the systems of power themselves. Are there particular systems that are cut because there are many, right? There are lots mm-hmm. of them. And I'm sure you're not trying to cover everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that just mercy is part of this. I'm guessing one of the systems that you're looking at is the, the justice system and the prison system. Are there other systems of power that are involved in this unit other than those, or are those the two focal points or do those just overlap? I mean, what do you do about the systems?
1: So, Yes. The first thing that I wanted to do with this unit is make it make a lot of sense to my students right where they're at. Right. And they are in a system. They're in the education system, but they are also within a system of our school. So the first thing that we do is a discipline case study. And we look at I, I give them. Oh, so what we're getting at, listeners, by the way, is we're going to move into essential questions in a moment here. So we've kind of talked about the vision, which is like the big idea. And now we're going to move into an essential question because I have a couple that are kind of loose, but I don't like them. This is one of those teaching by the seat of my pants moments. And so we need to articulate something. So the first thing that I had students do just to understand where they are in their immediate system of power As we looked at our school handbook, right? Like the student handbook that has like everything detailed in it. I gave them also district policies having to do with discipline. And then in my 15 years at the school, I've seen some stuff and I talked to some of my colleagues and I went and like jotted down anecdotally some different uh, scenarios of disciplinary things that have happened on our campus. I made sure that those things were like, they were things that happened that predate these students. So like at least five years ago, but little scenarios of things that have happened, things that took place where students got in trouble or like faced disciplinary action for whatever the thing is that they did. And then what I had students do after reading through the scenarios, they had to like answer a series of questions. Like what are the policies that have been violated here? What is the course of disciplinary action based upon what you see, just like what you see in front of you? They really couldn't ask me any questions. I just gave them some facts and then they had to look at it and say, according to these policies, what should have been the course of disciplinary action? And is this course of disciplinary action that they as like judge and jury have laid out fair? And then is this course of action, right? Is it like serving justice to the people or like the students that are involved? So that little case study piece, like really let them dig into something that was like directly affecting them and their friends every single day. And then that led led into like a, gosh, what was it like three days, little mini research project where they looked at a different system of power, whether it's food and nutrition, whether it's like within our, what am I trying to say? Not company, country, that's the word, um, whether it's education, whether it's transportation, whether it was like, uh, you know, I, like all, basically we did a huge brainstorm of different systems of power. I gave them some to get them started because this is something they're not necessarily used to thinking about unless they're in like APGov. And so then they did some research and it was like a science fair style, like jigsaw to report out for each other to get a broader scope of the systems of power that we have at play. That is so, I
0: wish I would have learned stuff like this in high school. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Right. I (laughs) mean, I love, and well, and you've made it so tangible. And we talk a lot about in curriculum rehab, especially about having a gateway activity. I know you don't have an EQ that you like, but like, this is an ideal situation for a gateway of really getting, I know you said that this is a really heavy unit, but it doesn't sound like it when you talk about the gateway. I mean, the gateway you have is really light, approachable, informative, and kind of puts students at this place where they understand conceptually what's going on
1: Uh and
0: can get familiar with and comfortable with the idea of systems before we're dumping on them the really heavy stuff of just mercy and like those other more like racially indoctrinated systems. We know that all of that transcends and overlaps like as adults but like for students to that build
1: that's i think that's a great start and they're very different places of understanding of the societal ills that infiltrate our systems believe it okay so i think it's time to start looking at the questions that i had yeah. that are not essential questions the reason that i'm being so cagey right now everybody is because i am not i have not taught this to the to the letter of our own system that like We are our own strategies that we have for planning uh, curriculum. So that's why I'm kind of like being sheepish, but I need to just get over myself. So like a couple of questions that I ask students along the whole entire way, and we keep coming back to it, like you do a good essential question. What is the purpose of systems? Like that's a basis here. And then in what ways or what are the reasons that systems succeed and then also fail their people? So not just what are the reasons, but also in what ways and then why or how do they fail their people? How do they succeed and like do right by their people? That's kind of like the big idea that we're looking at because we've looked at identity. We've looked at power. We've looked at the relationship between those two. We've looked at how language inform power through oppression and through uplifting and all of that. And then now we're looking at like the next step out systems that govern us.
0: So if you're in a, in a unit makeover scenario, like we are, and you're stuck at this same position where uh, the EQ is kind of driving you nuts, I would say that the next step is actually to like put a pin in it because you have some good starts and can you check your EQ against your summative. What are the things you're hoping to get out of your summative? Because if we know where the summative is going and we know what the big themes are, we probably can do an easier job of EQing knowing that.
1: Yes. So I love the summative, but it needs the essential question. Like the summative is a group podcast. It's a conversation where they had to, it was in like two parts, basically a two act podcast episode where students had to, in one of the acts, talk about Just Mercy And talk about their reflections, on because we did a bunch of work with Just Mercy, both the book and the film, kind of like hybrid combo. Those of you who come to the biography and memoir, uh, I almost said festival workshop, you'll get a more in-depth look at this unit to like see what I'm talking about here. But we're doing a lot of work in the criminal justice system, in the layers of society and human beings, uh, you know, upon the criminal justice system through the lens of Just Mercy. So we've done a lot of that. So there's some conversation that they do there. Then, the other act of their podcast episode that they're doing as a group is digging into one of the systems of power that they had with their little like gallery walk, science fair jigsaw situation. And so they're just doing some more in depth work and some like analysis and relating it back to other books that we've read. And like, but just it's a whole lot of pulling stuff in and pulling it together. What it lacked was a succinct and direct. Uh, or just not even direct, but a really strong essential question to be answered as like a thread throughout the whole entire thing that they're creating.
0: Okay, I got it. Like, you actually, I think, already had it. So the reason, dear listeners, that I jumped ahead and I did skip supplementals, I think we kind of go in the email in a certain order. It's
1: right. Our, our unit takeover process goes vision, vision board, vision board. Essential question, supplemental materials and assessment.
0: It's not a perfect linear line. You know this, right? You know that this process right. is cyclical. you got to jump to one to go back to the other. And they all, they all work together. And, and sometimes spending more time on one. I've had units where I spend a lot of time on the supplements because that's where I know I'm going to get a lot of the richness because I'm teaching a crappy book. I've been in that situation. I know sure, I, sure. I asked people today and I had a Facebook live today and I asked people, what's the worst book you're ever forced to teach? And a lot of people are like, I teach everything I love. And I'm like, what planet do you live on? like, good for you. But I've had to yeah, suffer that must be nice.
1: someone had to suffer through Moby Dick. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, good gravy! Uh, the well, and the supplements in this one are like our school's discipline, prop, yes, like yes, materials like that. And you don't even. <laughs> and no, a lot like of your it, supplements are good. So- yeah, it's, and it's stuff kids are finding because we're far enough down the road there. So yes, the assessment is essential here in creating the eq and it needed an eq their podcasts were great but they would have been so much stronger and they would have struggled less had they had a direct question to answer to like overarch the whole thing
0: so one of your questions that you had written you had said you wrote it down in a a slide deck that i looked at a little bit before this episode was about how have systems of, of power failed or protected right one or the other which what have they done to the people Uh that they're designed to protect i love Uh this question but hearing your your summative i really like that as an analysis prompt like more of an analysis question so like at the conclusion of their just mercy episode answering the question how have the systems failed or protected right? The people in uh-huh. this story, and then doing it again, answering that same question again with digging into the systems of power, right? How has this system failed or protected the people involved in this system? But I'm thinking about like, one of the things I teach in my EQ master class is about essential questions being a little bit more timeless and sexy and even like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit bigger. And so one I had thought about that just kind of takes it to the next level, which could even be like a
1: a clincher, if you will. Okay, literally, you the love worst, that word today, the worst word yeah. ever. And like, like a third time she's used it in 48 hours, by the way, everybody,
0: I have a girl I'm coaching who has, uses it all the time. Now it's just like in my head. <laughs> um, but a, a, a concluding thought, you know, to this podcast, and like that could work as an EQ, I thought about a version of is justice for all a real possibility in our lifetimes? or what would it take for justice for all to actually be true? Um, There are different versions of that that I think would be um, more loaded than others. Um, But I'm, I'm loving this like justice for all, right. That's like the overriding part of systems, right? Like, isn't that like systems are supposed to create this, justice for all yeah. scenario, right? So, I mean, it's
1: supposed to serve everybody, right? For,
0: the for all, right? And like, that's, for I think that would be a really cool EQ, right? Because the EQ doesn't have to be something that you live, breathe and eat every day. Like the questions more right. we went through at the beginning are a great example of what we do on the daily, right? It's the smaller pieces, it's breaking it down. And, and I just think that maybe something like that is so much more like in the sky of a
1: question. Yeah.
0: That can
1: linger. We kind of want it to linger. How do you feel about that? Is that too much? Is that too dramatic? What if it's, what if it's, no, I think like, what if it's even, what would it take for our systems to serve us all? Yeah. Like, what if it was like a step up? Because I think the word, simply because I'm looking through a kid's eyes, the word justice, I'm only thinking about just mercy in the justice system. You know what I mean? Versus I had some fascinating conversations from kids about nutrition. Yeah. And like the FDA. Sure. Well, so I'm think I was thinking of the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Like
0: in quotation, yeah. justice for all, like at the national level of protection. But I think, I think you're right. And like, there's a beautiful, like that's how, that's the beauty of an EQ is you can mix and match. I think that the STEM is really nice. What would it take? Yeah. Especially for
1: seniors that gets them fired yes. up, right? Like, that's a great question. I don't think you have a lot of those. I do. And I don't. Yeah. I do. We have conversations where I throw them at them, but I don't have anything quite like this. And this is what it needed. This is what the unit needed. It needed something to anchor it, but also to be lofty all at the same time. So I think that and we're not going to fit like get all the way into this like perfect EQ today. But I think that this is what like this is the makeover piece. This is what it needed. It needed. What would it take for our systems? Something, something, something. For all in quotation marks, so that I could then a supplemental could be the Pledge of Allegiance, mm. right? It could be all of these things that would then lead into and it, and it would um, those little breadcrumbs would come back, come back, come back. That for all in quotation marks, and I am aggressively listeners making quotation marks. Yeah, in the air, like they're aggressive they're, right yeah. now. There's a lot of them. The air is pissed. The air has a is very ironic right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's what it needed. So like, okay, so let's let's backtrack a little bit and take this through our unimakeover makeover situation. So I've got a vision board that's got bold, dark, heavy, kind of charcoal, like charcoal and like brown, like very collegial, if you will, colors, clean lines, a lot of capital building looking things. I've got an essential question that asks about systems. Basically taking care of, quote unquote, for all or serving for all or whatever that means or whatever that's going to look like. Then I move into supplementals that look at the micro of their own school and like that disciplinary system. And that leads us into the criminal justice system, which can also have the Pledge of Allegiance which I think is an amazing addition. So thank you for that idea. And whatever else they come up with when we do a little research project become their supplementals. And the assessment takes all of it and comes back to the quote unquote, for all question. Mm -hmm. Hot damn. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bonus
0: listeners. That would be a great EQ for an American rhetoric unit. Oh, for sure it would. This is like American lit on steroids. (laughs) Take (laughs) that first semester AP Lang RA unit, because there you go.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Eddie's Burger Dress goes
0: in there, like all kinds
1: of those like seminal documents would be really cool to use that EQ. That historical piece. Well, and the other thing, I mean, this is related, but unrelated for students to really dig into this course. They have to have already taken US history and that type of an American lit or a Lang course because they need the understanding and the historical like context to be able to dig in. Ah, well, this is great. I hope everyone got some ideas about just like the,
0: pro again, the process is it's not pretty. It's kind of ugly. It's really hard for us to take pictures of and put on Instagram because this is what it is. This is why we're here. And, you know, we really want to help you get a fresh little nugget of an idea every time you listen and go with it, run with it, come see us in the workshop. You know, we're going to do a lot more of this both together and independently on different memoirs and biographies. Just, I don't know. I think that this is just another great excuse to, remember that memoir and biography set you up for a whole lot of other conversations that you don't necessarily get to have in fiction. And we talked about that in an earlier episode.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, this, like what we were just talking about here, systems of power is a lot and it can be a lot. And like Amanda was like, so there's no way you're covering everything, right? No. I mean, every kid can't see everything and they shouldn't because like Who's got that kind of hubris to think I'm going to be able to teach all the things like, no, that's that's not how it is. I'm teaching the how and then they're figuring out the what through the how. But through the way that we were talking about this makeover, we didn't do a full blown makeover, but we did what was needed specifically for this unit, which was to hone in on the EQ a little bit so students have a better direction. So like making those connections there, we do have at least two more upcoming unit makeovers. We want to talk about a unit using the Great Gatsby. We want to talk about a unit using Fahrenheit 451. And then we have a whole slew of them up our sleeves. So you all get excited because it's coming. To
0: conclude with our metaphor about makeovers, I feel like today we really just learned how to contour, right? Like your face is looking really good, but we just need a little bit of shading
1: and shape. Is that- um, We didn't, yeah. We didn't need a full blown, like we didn't have to go to the makeup section and get- no. No, we didn't need a full like foil and color. No, no, no. We just needed a little contour and maybe some highlighter. Ooh, That's all.
0: Contour and highlighter.
1: Yeah. Yes. Your outfit right. looks great. Your shoes are fine. Yeah. Yep. Keep the hair, keep the outfit, keep the shoes, keep the accessories. All good. Just contour. contour. All right. Sure. Well, that yeah. took a weird turn. Friends, I'm thank you for joining us. We're committed to our metaphors. Yeah, we are committed. We are committed. For all of the links and things that we talked about today, make sure you head to the show notes. And uh, this is where we bid you adieu. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in
0: our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for
1: being here and have a great week at school.